Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. It is the fourth Saturday of the month, so it is going to be a review extravaganza today. Um, I will be talking about the book that I read this month, which is Terrence Malick, Rehearsing the Unexpected. I'll be talking about a few movies that I did not talk about any other week this month that I ended up checking out. Um, and then I'll be talking with the new section of this podcast. I will be talking about the video games that I played uh, this month, which uh, were... Con- Halo Combat Evolved from 2001, and the new Ratchet & Clank game, um, which just came out, I believe, in June of this year. So let's get started here. So, uh, Terrence Malick, Rehearsing the Unexpected. Uh, This book is quite lengthy. Um, There were parts of it that I did end up skimming just because it is fairly repetitive. And I find that, and it's a common criticism I'm having for um, all of the books that I'm reading about film directors, is that... It interviews or talks with people that worked with them, and everybody that's in the book is just singing their praises. There's very, very few times, including in this Terrence Malick book, where somebody says something like, oh, Terrence, he could have done better with this or better with that. It's all just about how great it was to work with him. And (laughs) there's just, yeah, there's just a lot of that from all the actors, the crew members, everyone that was working with Terrence Malick over the course of all all these movies. Um, all of his movies, I should say. Um, it is fairly unique in that it goes film by film. Um, and it's all these, um, different interviews of cast and crew members interweaved together. Um, and I actually liked that. And when there was somebody, some cast or crew member that was not as interesting, um, as someone else, sometimes I would just skip over those ones and focus more on the people that I wanted to hear from. And most of the time, that was the um, director, directors of photography that worked with him, as well as the actors. That was what was more interesting to me. Um, maybe when they talked about the New World, um, as well as um, Days of Heaven, some of the costume design there was pretty interesting as well. Um, for me, the best portion of this book, though, is definitely just talking about the Thin Red Line, <laughs> just how grueling of a shoot that was. Um, what the actors had to go through, how Terrence Malick edits, um, in particular, how he edited that film. Um, it was pretty fascinating. Um, this was a book that was not available at the library. Um, I tried getting it through Melcat too, and it was unavailable, so I didn't end up having to purchase it. Um, and I really think that's the only way to go about it. Um, I think I did get the it off thrift books, though, if you do want to check it out. If you are a fan of Terrence Malick, I I would recommend it. Um, again, it's kind of because of the style of the book. You don't. You can really kind of just skip and read what you want to read. Um, and I, I read pretty much everything that was on Badlands, Days of Heaven, The Thin Red Line, and The New World. But once I got to the last section where it was talking about uh, The Tree of Life, I wasn't as interested in reading it. I probably will go back and check that section out at some point. Uh, maybe when I want to give that movie a third chance. Um, but yeah, we'll see if that ever comes. But yeah, that was the book for this month. Uh, looking ahead to next month, I haven't picked out the book. I know my October book is a Stephen King book following with my Stephen King uh, movie series that is going to be the uh, third Saturday of the month in October. Um, but I don't know... Yeah, I don't know what next month's book is going to be yet. I'm reading a couple of different things, but yeah, I will let everyone know next week in case you do want to follow along with me. Um, Just a couple of movies that I watched uh, recently over the last few weeks that I didn't get a chance to talk about on the podcast yet. 
Um, Black Widow, and I finally gave in. I finally said, you know what, I'm going to keep watching uh, the MCU. This is actually the movie that I watched probably, yeah, I think I watched it last week. So this is the most recent of any movie that I have watched. Um, and it was, it was passable. It was, it was everyone that I had talked to said, you can kind of skip it. It's pretty mediocre. It's kind of mid-tier Marvel. And, and I would agree. Um, it doesn't reach the heights of Winter Soldier or Endgame, but it's not nearly as bad as like the low points of the MCU, like Iron Man 2 or Thor The Dark World. Um, some of the action scenes were pretty entertaining here. Um, I thought that Florence Pugh kind of stole the show, and I saw, as I was reading reviews, getting ready for this podcast, that's kind of what everybody was saying. She does a really, really good job in her supporting role. Um, knowing just kind of where Black Widow's story is going in the current uh, MCU because this is a prequel movie. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of, it's, it's unnecessary. Um, I don't know. I guess they just wanted to give Scarlett Johansson just a chance making her own movie. I don't know. I feel like if this had come out a few years ago, um, it maybe would have hit differently. Um, but yeah, it's not something you need to rush out and go see by any means. I have two more movies I briefly want to talk about in the movie segment of today's podcast. Uh, the first is The Straight Story um, from 1999, directed by David Lynch, the only David Lynch movie I had yet I had not seen up until this point. Um, it has shades of Nebraska, um, even the more recent Nomadland. It's based on a true story um, about this man named Alvin Strait, who decides to go and visit his brother, um, who is dying, um, and they had a falling out almost a decade prior, and he just wants to go see him and uh, yeah, reconcile that relationship and reconnect with his brother. Uh, he has no way of getting there except um, by his tractor, um, but the journey is very, very long, and along the way he meets all sorts of different people, and the movie focuses on the conversations he has with those people, and it's one of those movies that I am just a huge sucker for. One of those movies that I just really like watching. It's quiet. Not a whole lot happens. But you get a sense of all these different communities that you wouldn't really get a chance to see otherwise. And you just see what these people from these small towns are like. And I just, I, I happen to really, really like that thing. Sort of thing. Um, Richard Farnsworth, who played Alvin Strait in this movie, was actually dying of cancer, of bone cancer while filming this, which makes it all the more impressive because he delivers a fantastic performance here. There's some very, very moving scenes, especially um, when you get towards the end of the movie. One conversation between Alvin and another man at the bar he is at. It's very, very powerful. Um, really gives you some good backstory and you get an idea not only of um, Alvin's experiences, but yeah, other people who went through similar things. So it's, I, I would highly recommend checking this movie out. It is available on Disney plus. Um, it's just a movie that'll make you think and just reflect, um, just on your relationships with everyone around you. And I, I really, really liked it. Uh, the last movie that I want to talk about is uh, Shiva baby. And it is a movie that was not on my radar whatsoever. My girlfriend actually recommended that we check it, check it out. It's currently on HBO. Um, and it was, yeah, a fun little escape. It's only an hour and a half long. It made me super, super uncomfortable. 
Um, this young girl is involved in this relationship that she should not be in. And she ends up running into the guy while she's at a funeral service with her family. And the dialogue is just super, super snappy. Um, it just keeps you on your toes the entire time and just entertained. Um, but like I said, you are, it is a very, very uncomfortable watch. I just, yeah. And I struggle. I, I really struggle when the characters are dealing with something, um, that is making them feel awkward and just, yeah, it just, I have a hard time sitting through that, but it's just, it's really, really good. Um, some of the, yeah, they do a lot of close up shots in this and with the snappy dialogue, it just, yeah, I couldn't, I, I just wanted to know, to know what was going to happen next. And I, it's a fun, it's a fun little movie. Um, so, and you'll, you'll kind of be feeling the main character feels claustrophobic at times during this movie and the way that they shoot it with those close-up shots that I was mentioning. Yeah. You kind of feel that claustrophobia. So yeah, I, I didn't give too much of the plot away there. This might may or may not be a movie for you based on the subject matter. Um, but yeah, I, for what it's worth, like I was pleasantly surprised and maybe I should have had my girlfriend on because she probably could have talked about it in more detail. I, I'm pretty sure it was her favorite movie that we watched over the last month and it was very, very good. Okay. Um, on to the video game portion of today's podcast. Um, I could have also talked about, or just very, very briefly side note, I could have talked, I did read a book or I did listen to a book on audio, TC Sabathia, who is a pitcher for the Yankees. I did listen to his book, um, all about his journey, which was pretty insane. Um, I, I, if you want to know more about CC Sabathia, there is an HBO documentary, which basically covers everything that was in this book. I didn't end up listening to the last couple chapters because I thought I had pretty much gotten everything I was going to get out of it. Um, it's just about him overcoming alcoholism, um, but while playing in the major leagues. Um, so it was intense. It was, it was really intense. Um, and yeah, he, he is like, he's very open book about it. So, um, if you're, a fan of baseball or the Yankees, maybe you want to check that one out, but I didn't think enough of my listeners would care too much about that one. And the, the movie that I didn't really talk about is a net. I go like, <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking about it. Like I was falling asleep. I was really tired while I was watching this movie and it's a musical. It's got Adam driver and I think it's Marion Cotillard. I think that's how you Cotillard. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Anyway, it's a musical about them. They're, they find themselves in a relationship. They have a child, but the child is made of wood. I don't even know how to describe this movie to anyone. So like, this is why I'm not talking about it so much on the podcast. Anyway, if you decide to watch it and you want to talk to me about it, yeah, send me an email or yeah, send me a text. Let me know if you watch it because it's just... Uh, it's an experience. It's a trip. It's over two hours and it's just, yeah, I was falling asleep during parts, which didn't help. It's a lot. And for me, I usually like, oh my gosh, yeah, well, you know what? I'm, a mainstream audience just doesn't appreciate this. This is art. Like, I, I really struggled with this movie. So if you, if you decide to check it out, by all means, go for it. I'd love to hear your reaction to it. But anyway, yeah, I didn't have enough to say about it on the podcast. So I did check that out. That's on Amazon Prime. If you really want to maybe torture yourself there. Okay. Anyway, enough of that. We're, we're getting back on track here. So 
Uh, I checked out two video games this month. Uh, next month will, and from here on out, will only be one game. And I don't even know if I'll be able to finish one game, honestly, with the school year starting. So we'll see. Um, but the two games that I checked out in August, uh, Halo Combat Evolved and Ratchet and Clank. So Halo Combat Evolved, I remember playing multiplayer with my friends a long time ago of, of the first Halo game, you know, 20 years ago on the original Xbox. I don't think I'd ever played through the campaign. Um, I ended up playing co-op with one of my cousins and we had a pretty good time with it. Um, the level design, it's, I don't know, it's, it's pretty repetitive. The level design, you shoot, you attack the same enemies over and over and over again. Um, but it was fun playing it with someone else. I think if I had gone into this original game and was playing it on my own, I wouldn't have had nearly as much fun with it. Um, but this remastered version of it, it is like it, it. You can see why this game 20 years ago was considered such a masterpiece. Uh, today, it just yeah, I don't know. It just hasn't aged well. There's a lot of um, it was definitely, it got a lot of inspiration or the uh, game creators got a lot of inspiration from Alien and Aliens, which was really, really neat for me. I like that. Um, some of the creatures that attack you definitely are reminiscent, especially um, with the Flood. It's very reminiscent of the face huggers um, from Alien and Aliens. So I don't know. I, I had a fun time. My cousin and I were occasionally frustrated, though. Because if you do end up uh, dying, you do go very, very far back. Um, so, or you can at certain sections of the game, I guess not all the time. But yeah, I don't know. If you, if you are getting ready for the new Halo game like I am, maybe you'll want to go back, check out the original. Um, on my blog, I ended up giving it a 7 out of 10, which is good. Um, but yeah, there, there's parts of it that just yeah have not aged well. But if you think about it and you're like, okay, this game came out 20 years ago, you'll, you'll cut it some slack and you'll just have fun, fun with it for what it is. And now going, yeah, 20 years, going modern day, present, uh, game that came out just uh, two months ago, Ratchet and Clank, a series that I was um, entirely unfamiliar with going into this game. This is my very, very first Ratchet and Clank game. And now I probably can't go back and play any of the other ones because this set such a high bar. Um, so this is one of the very, very few PS5 exclusives. They really haven't been able, with the pandemic, they, a lot of studios haven't really been able to finish their games. So it's kind of, it's a system that plays uh, the PlayStation 4 games and then can play just a few quality titles. And Ratchet and & Clank is one of them, alongside maybe Demon Souls and Returnal. And it was incredible. It was super, super fun. I didn't end up trying to get every trophy 100%. I kind of just played through it. I did a few of the side missions. I could have taken my time more with it. Um, but with a couple of games I have on my backlog, I didn't want to spend too much time with it because, yeah, some of the games, like I'm checking out Ghost of Tsushima next, which is, I don't know, 40 hours long. So, yeah, I'm not trying to really do everything in, in a game anymore. Um, but just the amount of variety in this game, the visuals were top-notch. It looks like an animated movie. The music, uh, the characters, the dialogue with some of these characters is super, super funny. Um, if you've played Insomniac Spider-Man game, um, a lot of the controls, um, the abilities that you have are going to seem pretty familiar. And maybe that will bother you if you have played the Spider-Man games. Um, 
but for me it was it was fun then and it's still fun now um every fight there even though you're fighting some of the same enemies over and over again it's in a unique location um there are these rifts that you can jump into um and i i don't know how to describe that on a podcast you you kind of just would have to play it um to see it it's just it's very unique um but yeah, it feels kind of like the very first true uh, next-gen game that I've played. I have played a little bit of Demon Souls and Returnal, but this one in particular feels like, okay, wow. Uh, we've moved forward from last generation, and now we are, yeah, we're, we're doing something new here. Um, very, very much looking forward to Insomniac's next game, which is probably going to be the continuation um, of their Spider-Man series, but... Yeah, if you have been lucky enough to get a PlayStation 5 um, with the shortage, with the chip shortage, definitely check out Ratchet & Clank. I don't know what else you would really be <laughs> have the system to play. Otherwise, this is kind of like the game until um, Horizon Forbidden West comes out. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it uh, for today's episode of Ryan's Reviews. I will be back next Saturday kind of breaking down the month of September, what's going to be happening every week of the month and what I will be reviewing. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today and yeah, hope you can listen next week.